Hey girl, you got a minute to talk? Yeah, I could talk. What's up? So how is how is your process? Um, are you seeing the beauty in making your clothes and stuff? Yeah, I know that it's natural to like doubt yourself and be like, who would actually like really wear this? Mm, and like, mm-hmm. who really supports me? Like, are people really into it? And of course, like that runs like almost twenty four seven. But at the end of the day, like the feedback that I've been getting has been positive. Mm-hmm. and the simple fact that like I wear it you know what I mean like says a lot and yeah like and I was watching a Nipsey Hustle interview and he was talking about how he got signed and mm-hmm. he was like you know I was recording music for a bit and then um I had to go do something else and um so I wasn't recording for like a year and then a record label found my songs off of my space and signed me off of my old stuff and he's like I realized that I was just planting seeds you know that's I feel like that's what I'm doing like if this is successful if it's not successful but uh, please let it be successful cause <laughs> I'm putting money into this no matter what like I'm planting seeds and there's so I have so many options you know so wow that's beautiful because like what we were just saying about me being inconsistent like with my poetry and stuff I think because I started it and then I was gaining so quickly yes that I got caught up in that yes and it's then hard not to when I stopped like since I stopped I feel like it's over in a way it's not over but you know I just I don't know. I feel like I'm you not... feel like you reached your peak. Yeah, like peak. So yeah. you're at a plateau. Mm-hmm. But I think there's beauty in the peak and in the plateau. But it's really, not it's not even a peak. It's not like even like a peak. Because it's not the highest it's like I could literally, go. Yeah, it's like a, a little a baby little, bump. You know, yeah, a you know? little speed bump. Keep on going. Like, it's going to flow. But I think what we all need to do but especially you like you just have to (laughs) take care of yourself mentally and physically too because like i know that we it starts outside in kind of i mean honestly low-key for me like it does start outside in you know what i mean like when you look good you feel good You know, I said that, but I don't think I mean that because I could walk around looking like this and I'm, I could still be like, you know, like, what's up or whatever. But it does help, too. And it's different when, like, just like when you were, like, trying on clothes and you were like, fuck, like, to feel that, I feel like, <laughs> sorry. You throwing like, shade at me? <laughs> no, but, like, I, I only see that because, like, I feel like that, too. You know what I mean? And it really does knock you down. Because you could walk does. around, like, you could walk around, like, Ooh, I'm a baddie. Mm-hmm. But then and when then you, you see your reflection, that. you're like, what the fuck is that? A cereal box with legs. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. Stop. Oh I was thinking about sending you pictures of me in the clothes. I was like, no, I'm too motherfucking embarrassed because really, 
it was so like I've never because my body has never been trigger warning whatever um my body has never been like this you know like this is the probably the worst that it's gotten like my shape is gone it looks like not me and it's it's like I felt shitty inside, but then when I was putting on these clothes, and and mind you, I'm I'm like anticipating the clothes, like I'm I'm excited about it. I'm like yeah, like I'm about to look like a bad bitch finally. Yeah. Like I'm putting the outfits together, and they come in, and I'm like wow, like this is the result from me feeling shitty. Like it's yeah, it's now showing physically, like how bad it's been mentally yeah like you're carrying your stress everywhere mm-hmm. literally like it's overflowing like if I, I felt like it was overflowing in my mind and I, I needed that break and mm-hmm. I see it overflowing in my body but you know you either like you see that and you get discouraged and you keep going with like that or you take it as like a wake up call Mm-hmm. And it's really up so to you. So which one is it for you? I want it to be a wake-up call, but I feel like I've had a couple wake-up calls, and the shit is not really working. Like, it works for two weeks to three weeks, and then I'm back on my bullshit. I don't know. I just got to keep going, I guess. Keep trying until it sticks. <clears throat> I think you need to figure out, like, what works for you. I feel like you should give yourself a monthly milestone get a calendar and be like your mind controls it all yesterday um i went on a hike with like a few friends and um my homegirl was like it's a really intense hike there's a lot of incline yada 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 so i'm like okay you know i've been doing like a couple i've been doing like the walk like almost every day like sporadically sometimes ever since i got laid off but going up that hill i wanted to sit down i was going to be like (laughs) you know what like you gonna come down anyway right but then it's like you miss out on so much and uh, i was talking to my homegirl too um she was having a real hard time like she almost threw up she fell and stuff oh my god um, that would have been me (laughs) (laughs) and like she's going through like the mindset too where like she has commitment issues Oh my gosh she gonna listen she gonna play but um <laughs> like she has commitment issues too and um she we finished it and it just it really does show that your mind controls everything oh yeah but like i told her like we think that the beauty is at the top where we, we get to see the view and everything and of course there's beauty in that but the beauty is in the journey to really get there like that's mm-hmm. when we build our leg muscles that's when i hope my booty grows a little bit you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. and um <laughs> that's when we sweat out our toxins and stuff like that is where the beauty is and i feel like one of my goals is really to fall in love with the journey and that's what i'm trying to do with with silk yeah i could make a million dollars that'd be cool or i could make ten dollars but at the end of the day i did that shit to the best of my ability exactly and in the journey that's where you learn the most Mm -hmm. like you can't just skip it 
And you notice when people, like, let's say people pop off, like, really quickly, like, overnight success, that shit falls very quickly as well. Yes, Things that take time last longer. You know what? Sorry, I've been watching, like, very inspiring things. Do you know... Um, well, have you heard about the, the artist that made the infinity rooms? Like, at the museums? Nope. So, she makes, like, these infinity rooms that's, like, full of mirrors. And then the lights, right? So, it's, like, it bounces off all the reflections. And it literally looks like you're in space. Like, with all of these lights and stuff. And so, I watched her documentary and, um... Like, she moved here from Japan and stuff, and, like, all these old white people were, like, stealing her art and getting rich off of it and rich and famous and stuff. She eventually moved back to Japan when she was, like, 40, and then she eventually gained success when she was in her late 40s or 50s. And now her painting is being sold for, like, $750,000. Wow. Yeah, I hope my people... story ain't like that, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, like, that's cute and all, but... <laughs> There's a lot of, like, artists that they pop off when they're, like, in their 30s and shit. Yeah, two chains is 40. I don't know. It's different for everybody. But do you think that when it happens to you when you're older, that because you're more wiser, it, it lasts longer? Than if you were young and you got hot head and you started going crazy like with the money or, you know, you start partying or whatever. I don't know, like you get distracted. You know what? I think, I don't think it matters how old you are. I think it matters like how you are, you know. Of course, Mm -hmm. like age does play a part in it. I mean, look at Chris Brown, you feel me? Like he got famous when he was like 16 and he still rich and whatnot so Mm -hmm. even through all of all of the issues he still has that i think age does play a part in it but you could be an irresponsible year old in the same way that you could be an irresponsible 20 year old you know Mm -hmm. yeah definitely like it's all in mentality like if my mama won the lottery it'd be like me winning the lottery (laughs) yeah my mom would be like that too she would tell everybody yeah probably get robbed and shit yeah there's beauty in the struggle guys there is even on the days where you don't feel like it you know there's beauty and pain too and like we we are prime examples of that because look at what we create even our shitty stuff is pretty good sorry i don't know if we should include that but even our shitty stuff is pretty good like maybe to, yeah that's true because my last um my last piece that i posted like i didn't really fuck with it but i just felt like i hadn't posted it in a month so let me just like put something out and then there was people commenting like oh beautiful i love this oh like, you do and in the most recent one that you posted yeah I love that one. I think that's yeah. like one of the top twos. I, I oh like. my god, really? Yes. So, you serious. know what? That makes me think of like beauty is subjective too. Yeah. And honestly, I think you're you're just being really, really hard on yourself. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know if this should be the program. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Just drag me. It's okay. 
<laughs> but I don't know, like, we are all so hard on ourselves. It's because we're chasing perfection. Let yeah. that shit go. But even when we think of, like, let's think of, like, Beyonce. Mm-hmm. When she makes a song, you know, if if it's perfect. We don't know, like, the shit she went through to get the song done or, like, the music video. You don't know if, like, she cried or if she contemplated giving up or whatever. We you just don't see know the people's result. journeys. Yeah, you don't know, mm-hmm. like, what it took to get there. The same thing as if you saw, like, an Instagram model kind of person. You don't know, like, if they had to struggle to pay to get the money to, <laughs> to get the surgery uh, yeah. or it's go to the gym or whatever they did. You don't know. Or if they got it done in a basement, you know? Yeah, and and they almost died or something. You know what? So, I was watching, um, I was watching a Jay, not Jay Sean, (laughs) a Sean, a Big Sean interview with Jay Shetty. And, Mm -hmm. um, he was talking about, like, how the songs that he thinks are gonna make him big don't go big, but the songs that he's, like, whatever about are his biggest hits, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, he was talking about, like, the power of manifestation and how he had Kanye on his um on his vision board and then he ended up working with this lady who really transformed his life and he helped her son who's aspiring to be a rapper I think and thus has Big Sean on his vision board. Have you ever made one of those vision boards? Girl, I tried. Did I tell you my story? No. So, me and my homegirl, we're talking about making a vision board for, like, five months. Like, probably more, right? So, I'm like, we about to go do it. We about to go to a beach hike. We gonna make some vision boards, whatever. I'll pick up the magazines. So, I went to Rite Aid, you know, picked up some water. And then, I, like, just grabbed random magazines and paid. And then, the cashier was like, okay, so your total is forty nine I was like, okay, magazines? whatever. I was like, okay, whatever. And then I, like, got to her house, and then I was looking at the price. And my dumbass grabbed the National Geographic one, which was fourteen ninety nine, And then, like, In Style was six ninety nine, And another one was, I think, Woman's Health was six ninety nine. I was like, I'm going to return these. <laughs> like, no. You have, to, you have to do it with magazines? No, you don't. I'm just extra. I thought you just, like, write on it. <laughs> like, you just write, like, money or something, Bitch. whatever. It's a vision board. Right, 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 right. Oh, my God, I'm <laughs> I mean, you can. So you like, take I don't pictures of other rules. people? Or, like, you go online and you you Google, like, images. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah. Like, so um, if you want to go travel to mexico or something you get a picture of mexico yeah 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 yeah. put it on your vision board yeah i think writing it down is more like a manifestation list or something we should low-key do like vision boards for like an episode yeah yes we should there's an app we should do one on one of the new moons or full moons whatever oh my god we never did a ritual together did you do the last one yeah, but honestly, I've I haven't been like as committed as I usually am to them, mm. you know. Yeah, I feel you. But I did do it, and then right after I felt like shit. It's like only in that moment I felt good, and then I felt like shit. 
So I don't know if it worked. <laughs> I don't know Melanie. if that cancels it out and it won't work now. So The moon can only do so much for you, boo. Right. I've been wanting the moon to, like, change my life. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you felt good in that moment. And you were present for that, you know? Yes. Like, yeah. That's the beauty in it, too. Is it, like... Is it cold over there still? Like, is it seasonal depression hitting you? It's, yeah, you know I go through that. <laughs> um, it's been getting kind of warm. Um, like, throughout the day, it'll probably be, like, in the high 40s, which feels warm to us because because we go through, like, that transition. So when it's always, so it starts to feel, like, really warm just because you're always used to, like, 20s. So when mm. it starts jumping to the forties, you're like, "Oh shit, it's getting kind of hot in here." Oh and then, my god! And then it gosh. jumps to like sixties, and then the sixties, you're like, "Oh, like it's nice outside." Then you know it slowly goes into eighties, nineties, whatever. Then oh. the same thing when it's coming down too. When it's always in the eighties, and it starts getting into like the sixties, you're like, "Oh shit, it's cold as fuck." That's because your body starts. Um, Say he's angry. I don't know why he's barking like that. <laughs> it's okay. Um, your body starts getting used to the weather, and then the change of it feels dramatic. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because well, you're maybe, just one season. For real, like it. I think no. Three honestly, times here. I think I need to live in a place where it's steady like that. Because yeah. I feel my mood better when it's warm outside and when the sun's out and stuff. I physically feel, like, happier. So maybe I need to go to, like, I need to live in, um... California, baby! Yeah, I need to I need to move to L.A. Like, that's just the... That's gonna that's be, be on the vision board. The solution. <laughs> it's hard, though, because, like, we are such a results-driven society, you know? Yes. Like... Okay, so I could study forty eight hours straight, but if I get a C, what the like? What does that even matter for? You know, like I could have studied mm-hmm. for two hours and achieved that too. Yes, mm-hmm. you feel like discouraged when you put a lot of time into something and mm-hmm. it doesn't come out the way you want it to, because we're too attached to our expectation of the yes, result. Ma'am that's the same thing with like people too that's why you get um disappointed when people don't reach your expectations so do you just want to slap me while you're at it no i'm not (laughs) i am not talking about you i'm talking about general (laughs) no i know but you know it all applies that happens that happens to me too though like but it's even like not even just romantically like with family with friends mm-hmm, platonically yeah. when someone does something that disappoints you it's because yeah. you didn't expect it from them because you had like such a high standard or whatever for them but sometimes it ain't even a high standard it'd be like, like bare you, minimum you think that it's just common sense if I came with you I'm leaving with you if I paid for your turkey sandwich today maybe next time you could pay for my turkey sandwich or don't just don't throw a bitch fit when I, like you know what I mean yes but at the same time it's like know who know who you're dealing with and I think one of the things that I've learned recently is that honestly everyone is just human and yes like 
everyone is human first from our parents to like you know just everybody mm-hmm. ourselves i um i just like this year i just started seeing my parents like that or late last year yeah. as humans and that changed everything for me it's crazy because it's, our expectations of them are like gods you know yes like they know everything they yeah. they know better they're um, you are the creator superior yeah. but that's how we're taught to like you're taught to always listen to your parents because your parents know right you know they know more than yeah. you they went through more life than you so yeah but then as you get older and you start saying like the things that they do that aren't okay yeah that's like, when you whoa, have that whoa. i have a good example like my mama right i love my mama don't get me wrong but when i was eight um she told me she was like oh you know dinner's ready blah blah and we were eating steak and that shit was red like barely cooked but i was like you mm-hmm. know you can like eat raw steak like it's fine right mm-hmm. so i i ate it and i got so sick like throwing up and that's when I realized I could not trust my mom. At eight? <laughs> At eight. I learned young. That's early. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've been, like, blindly listening and thinking my mom knows right up until, like, I was, like, 21. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cute. Like, even, even when I think something's wrong, I still give them a chance. What do you mean? Like, you give them the benefit of the doubt? Yeah, benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and they they say it just to say it. And I mean, of course, like, we all do, you know? They say it to say it, and it makes them feel better about themselves. Like, like when I say, like, I know I shouldn't say this, but... And then I say something really, really mean. (laughs) Yes. Like, I know the joke is funny, but I don't have to say it. Do you ever feel bad, like, because you feel like the joke is too mean or the thought you just had about someone, some stranger, is too mean? Every day. But, yeah, our parents as humans. And I think, okay, I know that we always talk about romance or whatever, but... Because we're hopeless romantics, right? We are, we're poets, bro. Like, come on. Um, But I think, like, that's what... I've learned about men too like yeah you know some things that they do really fuck boyish and like borderline disrespectful mm-hmm. but at the end of the day like they're human too and I and it all goes back to like expectations and like being results driven like you yes. told me that this was gonna happen why the fuck did it not happen like if you said that but it's like girl things change you know but um going back to like what you were talking about men um lately i've been becoming more aware of the fact that um social media has a lot of control over how you think a relationship should go or how you think a man should act or whatever you know some of the Mm -hmm. things are very insightful um, it can get a little too toxic because it's gotten to the point where, like, if they do, like, the littlest shit, like, they're telling you to cut them off. Yeah. And I've fallen victim to that mentality, and I'm calling myself out right now. 
Good. But at the same time, don't stick don't stick around for bullshit. Yes, ma'am. So but that is completely subjective. Like whatever you want to deal with. Exactly. Like at the end of the day, you know in your soul like when something is wrong and you're just like it's okay. Like you know it, you know? Mhm. Yes. So like we calling out what's his name? Like <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Back of mind. <laughs> Why was that day we were roasting him? I was literally crying. Sam, like, I was in my bed crying, like, for real, because it was so funny. It was the shoes and the head. Like, yeah, my stomach and the hurting. Face. Every time we would, I would, like, find a picture, it was worse. Like, getting more, <laughs> it was getting more worse, like... <sighs> Um, I had to unfollow him. Don't be Me afraid too. to unfollow people that um, make you feel like shit. And you know what? We say that we always talk about relationships. That's his whole emphasis. Yeah, that's his um career. That's his whole career. But that's it just went to a point where it was too much. Like Yes, because I started to feel like everything was fake. And you know what? I, okay, you know when you would be home from school and you'd be watching Mari and then that man with the sideways hat would be like, you sit on the couch, not doing anything. What are you mm-hmm. doing for yourself? That's how <laughs> I felt, but like relationship-wise and like romantically him, attacked. Yes. I felt so attacked. Every time he would post a video, I had a situation to relate it to. Yeah. Almost every video. And, yeah, and then like, the, what drew the line for me was when he posted the video when he was like, oh, ladies, don't be afraid to, you know, go out there and date. Why would we do that when you just told us all this bullshit? Why would we even <laughs> want to? You made me not even want to because every mm-hmm. little thing is a trick. Every You have to finesse And then, everything. like, to have to do that shit while dating, too, like... Like, not have to figure yeah. out if you really meant it when you said blah, blah, blah. Yes. And you know what? I don't want to say kills me because that's a dramatic book. What gets me fucked up <laughs> about mm-hmm. the most recent situation was that he gave me reassurance and was like, two months before, he was, I was like, yo, I'm scared. And he was like, why are you scared? Like, you're not the only one with feelings involved. Yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. Like, I'm yes. here to, like, you know, I'm not here to, literally. I'm not here to hurt you, whatever. And then, boom. So you were straight up, like, either you're a whole liar or you really don't know what you want. But but that's what that goes back to what you said about, like, things change. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I pieced it up with. But, yeah, that was my little rant. Do you think that they're, going back to, you know, our topic beauty in the struggle you think that there is beauty in the struggle of a relationship yes i think i think there's so much beauty i mean unless your man is hitting you cheating on you or you know that grimy shit then no Mm -hmm. there's no beauty in that i'm sorry what would be considered the struggle then outside of those things i think okay like i saw this this poem and it was or i bought this book and it's called the evolution of a girl in the beginning it was like what if all of these relationships that we have externally like teach us the most about ourselves internally and i Mm. identify with that so much because 
identity has been seeking a partner or seeking someone like mm-hmm. um, you know another kind of partner you feel me and it's like those situations with them that relationship that connection has just taught me so much about myself um so i feel like maybe that's a part of the reason why like i talk about relationships and you know heartbreak and whatever so much because i have learned so much about myself i've learned how loving i was i learned how Mm, gullible how vulnerable i was willing to be and how um how strong i was like even at my weakest point you know especially like i really really realized how much like how beautiful how beautiful my love is yes and like whether he saw it or not it doesn't matter I know, like, what I can offer, basically. Yes. Um, when you were saying, like, your whole identity has been, you know, trying to seek a partner or trying to be in love or whatever, what if, going back to, like, what we talked about in our messages, like, the life being, like, a mirror, everybody in your life mm. being a mirror, maybe it's, like, mm-hmm. you trying to find yourself. And yeah, so they put you sure. in those... You, they put you in the they like God universe put you in these situations with these people uh, and then after everyone you gain a piece of knowledge of about yourself yes yeah, for sure like definitely and it's crazy because I feel like growing up I'm sure I've heard the cliche quotes like love yourself and mm-hmm. whatever whatever even like couple years ago like pour that love back into yourself and whatever but it didn't resonate until recently you know where Mm -hmm. like you're like you know what because i'm the type of i'm the type of bitch that will take a man out on a date you know Mm. and it's like that's fine i'm not saying that's not wrong but for the right person and i think Mm -hmm. i've come to real i am that right person like I'm gonna take my homegirl out on a date rather than like this guy from Bumble Tinder, whatever you know. <laughs> Call him out. <laughs> yes, we be doing too much. We be doing way too much for the bare minimum. Yeah, that's and it's not even that. It is not even the bare minimum. Sometimes, like I think what's settling into my head right now is just like the blatant disrespect. Yes, come over. At 2 a.m. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, like, take me on a motherfucking date. Why am I settling for to go into your musty-ass room? You got one pillow that's flat. (laughs) (laughs) Melanie, I hate you. One blanket. (laughs) Honestly, I think I've dated, like, maybe a handful of guys like that. And And it's always, like, a blue, like, like, navy blue kind of pillow that's flat. (laughs) Like, what am I doing, like, in this same situation over and over again? I used to get so mad. I used to be so mad. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what am I doing wrong? It's just that I was ignoring the signs. Yeah. You saw what you wanted to see. Yeah. I, I, it was like an illusion in my mind. Um, I fell in love with the idea more than the actual person. For sure. Potential, man. Yeah, and it's like, no, just see people how they are and accept them they're not gonna change see i don't know if i 
completely yeah. agree with that because I do feel like people change. But I think Yes, but on their own terms, not like Yeah. On their own terms for sure. And it there has to be something that unlocks what's inside of them before anything else. Yes. Um but it's like it scares me because like I'm I'm around situations or I'm, I'm around relationships that have been going on for a very very long time decades and things didn't get to that blissful place until recently you know and mm-hmm. so they I gotta put up with your ass for fucking 15 years before you right. act right I'd be yeah. damned no right like you don't want to and I you don't, don't have to. to exactly I like I'm not going to I'm so sorry but that's the, the expectation spend... that, that comes with women though like yeah. Like, we have to, like, accept a man's faults and their wrongdoings just so we can get that happy ending that we want or whatever. You don't have to do that. But, you know, this is that's yeah. that expectation that's pushed into our minds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, that happy ending only looks good on social media. Mm-hmm. If you even get posted there. Right. <laughs> I like when, um, when they write, like, long captions not really long but yes. you know sentimental captions as long it's as cute. they keep it real though you feel mm-hmm. me because like yes. i've seen those long captions or whatever and then i see homeboy in my dms and then i gotta right. be like yo like there was this guy i went to middle school with and he would respond to each like every selfie i posted for like a good couple months like and then he posted like a picture with his girl and they got a house or whatever and i was wow. like wow a house I was, like, a house and i was like i don't know what kind of relationship y'all have but if she doesn't know that you're like this i think you need to stop because it's disrespectful as fuck and he was like i'm so Period. sorry i never meant to offend you like la 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 and i was like i appreciate it but i think your wife your girlfriend deserves an apology as well mm-hmm. it's like you want someone that uses social media so that they're you know like they're not like totally out of out of the mix like, yeah. they, they won't understand, like, your references or whatever. But you mm-hmm. also don't want a man that's, like... Too in oh, it. Too in it, yeah. Where the point where, like... You know those those people... This mostly happens on, like, Facebook and shit. Those people that post their problems. Yeah. On there. I feel like that on my poem page, though. <laughs> I know, but we're... <laughs> they don't know who we're talking about. I'll be saying names sometimes. No, no, no. Because some of them, some of my my poems are just based off of ideas. Oh, you know, a lot of good topics. Yes, but I want to talk about this this quick thing real quick because when I I think I wrote this episode, Beauty and the Struggle. I had a moment. I think like three years ago, before I bought my car, um, and I was taking the fucking bus all the time, and I was like you know spending money on ubers but there was one day i was really frustrated um because all of my friends had cars and majority of them didn't work for it you know like their parents Mm. just got it for them or whatever um no shade to people that that you know their parents buy them cars like that's amazing i hope to do that with my kids one day but i was talking to my friend and i ended up like projecting so hard onto her i was like i was like i feel so alone i feel like 
I'm in these friendships and no, I can't relate to anyone. She, they don't know what struggle is. They get everything handed to them. And she was like, oh, I'm sorry. And like her, she had parents that would do for her, you know? Mm-hmm. So she, she couldn't understand what I was talking about. But I was just so angry because I couldn't see the beauty in the struggle. Like, if I wouldn't ever took, like, the bus and shit, I wouldn't never, like, really appreciated my car or whatever, you know? If I wouldn't ever went through, you know, trying to find, like, dollars for the bus or whatever. Mm -hmm. Coins. Yeah, like, I wouldn't, it it wouldn't feel the same, you know? If I wouldn't ever bought my car myself and my parents just bought it, I I wouldn't know what it, what it feels like to work for something and then see it, you know? Yeah. But, yes, I I was very angry, and I was going off, and I felt embarrassed I mean, you after. Know what's, you, know, you know what's so crazy? Like, I went through that same thing. Like, I didn't have a car. I got a car when I was, like, 19. Um, yes, okay. And, um me yeah 1920 and um and because i worked at a car dealership and i had to get around but anyway um (laughs) you still did that though (laughs) i was spending so much money on ubers because i'm a bougie bitch for no reason like Mm -hmm. my uber bill was like 800 that was me spoiling myself whenever i would get myself (laughs) i'd be like you know what i deserve i'm not gonna wait for the bus today i'm gonna take uber Yes, I used to take like three Ubers a day, like and, <laughs> Damn. I, and like I remember like the guys that I used to work with, um, they were like, "You should just invest in a car." Like you're spending so much money and stuff, and I was like, "Whatever, I'm gonna do what I gotta do." Okay, I gotta do this. Okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm like, "Fuck, I spent so much money." I spent so no much reason. money on the on transportation. It's crazy. But you know what, like, it's crazy too, like, because once you get your car and you drive past the bus that you would take, you're like, oh my god. Yeah, that happened to me the other day. I was like, damn, I remember I used to walk all this. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, damn, like, I was really grinding. Like, I felt proud of myself, my past self. Yeah, I think it's beautiful too and I don't know I look at that as like alignment too to like keep doing what you gotta do you know yes like proof that hard work um, pays off yes yes, yes and yes. yeah it's, it's something different going back to like this car thing it's something different because they're not a person that is handed these things aren't gonna have the same mentality as experiences you. experiences mm-hmm. yeah um, they'll probably learn it in their own ways. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just something special about it's like, <sighs> struggling. I, I don't know if this is gonna sound disrespectful, but it's different having broke parents. You know what yes. I mean? And or like, yes, to like to not live comfortably. Like mm-hmm. it's just there's so much. See, and that is honestly the. The perfect example of there's beauty in the struggle, cause like yes, I'm sure like your family went through it, my family went through it, um, and I can honestly say that like I never went a night where I wasn't hungry, cause you know we had that EBT, 
and we mm-hmm. had rice and soy sauce and worst comes to worst like ramen that bad yeah like yeah I remember but it's always like, that like being grateful though also like mm-hmm. my mom even my mom still says it now she'll be like thank god we ate like you know yeah and yes ma'am and i wanted i wanted to be around people that i could really be myself around you know my mom doesn't have money to buy me a fucking louis wallet or whatever like i was around people where they would have like brand like name brand stuff and i was rocking a fucking forever 21 wallet up until i was like 20 years old like you know like girl don't knock target my little snakeskin wallet (laughs) holding up that shit (laughs) had holes in it and stuff (laughs) like you know um but now i have a michael kors wallet well, um, look at you I don't know if we me. could say, oh, bitch, that was a present. But anyways. <laughs> My Michael Kors bag was a present, too. Yeah. And that shit was on sale. It's the only reason me I got too. it. it was on sale. <laughs> <laughs> but I still got it. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, like, now I can, I look at it differently. It's not just some wallet. It's like, oh, yeah, like, I remember when I didn't have, when I didn't have this wallet, when I had that fucking broken one that was barely <laughs> making it my coins was falling out when i was <laughs> <laughs> that's my bus money <laughs> exactly bus money like falling on the floor <laughs> embarrassing but yeah i think w- going back to like the blow up that's that's another reason why i blowed up on her even though you know she's she was probably looking at me like what the fuck is wrong with this bitch yeah. but it's just because you needed just... that for yourself and she was just a victim sorry boo yes <laughs> Yes. And she didn't really do anything. I just brought it up. <laughs> but you know what? Was, so you I just vented like, to her, right? You I was just like, like, you know what's funny? Yes. I was just like, um, you know what's funny? Like like I feel like nobody nobody can relate to me. That's how I started off. And she was just like, What? Yeah, so when you started talking about broke parents, that really hit me because I felt like damn like she gets it you, you know, know and it's, everything. it's like it's like people pretend they get it but they they don't really go through shit it's all yeah. like an act everyone wants to struggle you know yes, like yes, it's yes, so yes. glorified and like i kind of i kind of have those thoughts in my head too where i'm like am i glorifying the struggle but it's like no i just truly 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 found the fucking beauty in it you know Mm -hmm. like um no matter how my parents moved like they moved with love and really like protection that's why when i was wild and out they wanted to beat my ass but they didn't you know and i understand Mm -hmm. that now mama i get it (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and going back to like what you said about glorifying I know a lot of people like that that be like, "Oh, I'm from the hood," and then you you drive by their neighborhood, that shit is dead quiet. Like it's a nice neighborhood. Like I don't know why you want to be from the hood because it's not fucking fun. Like it's not fun. It's not cool. You don't want to be here your whole life. You're just kind of here because you have to be for but the you moment. You know what? Like they don't know no better. You know what I mean? Like they don't know how it is to walk down the street and like get a freaking crackhead trying to sell you a broken charger yeah that should happen to me (laughs) 
I was like, that's okay. I have an iPhone. It was an Android. It didn't even look like a phone charger. It's probably just like some random ass cord. <laughs> he was like, you sure? You sure? I don't know. Like, yeah, that's, that's the insightful thing that I, <laughs> um, I, but you know what? Okay. Like let's, uh, we're going to talk about growing up in the hood now. Like I grew up in Echo Park, which is basically like, it was hood until like the late 90s which is when i was born so shit was starting mm-hmm. to get gentrified and like all the hood people were starting to like move to like palmdale victorville and stuff like that um so i didn't get to like be in it which i am thankful for because lord knows what would happen you know mm-hmm. either fighting or the f of the f word if you get but um um i still like caught like glimpses of it and like it just taught me a lot of street smarts, which I'm so appreciative of. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if you walk in on the street and, like, there's a group of guys on the side that you're walking, you need to cross that street. You feel me? Yes. And, like, that's what happened when I was walking home. And, like, I was, like, so I crossed the street and I was continuing walking and, like, they were still trying to holler and, like, you know, catcalling yes. and all of that stuff. But imagine if i would have walked on that mm-hmm. side like nah. don't make eye contact but still be aware of what's going on around you mm-hmm. like you know look back like every 20 seconds look back for real uh then like i have this poem that i have in my book but um it's like basically talking about like trying to take a walk but i can't even take a peaceful walk because there's dudes trying to holla at me from their trucks and you know i can't mm-hmm. afford to be hot-headed and stuff till this to this day i do not put both of my earphones in like anywhere yeah i just started to get comfortable like at home but i get jealous when i see other people with both earphones in <laughs> you know like yeah, cause they don't know have you ever been like walking and then a car is like following you on the side and trying to get you to get in the car you're by yourself um never to that extent okay that happened to me i haven't really that's when your fight or flight like um mentality comes in i was probably like 18 or 19 i mean that happened to me a couple times to be honest really yes and then that that's what came with like i don't know if other people feel like this but if you don't if you're walking somewhere, you know, you don't have a car or whatever, um, you tend to not want to look too cute because you don't want that attention. Even if you're wearing just like a little, you know, dress or tight. You could be in a garbage bag. And really? <laughs> like, but but all you got to do I is mean, just look like a woman. Not or a girl. Yeah. Not saying like it should be like that either, you know, it shouldn't yeah, be like at that. All. But you learn that um, in those situations, like, oh, I really want to wear those shorts, but I'm going to be harassed, so I'm going to just mm-hmm. wear the, the long jeans or whatever. <sighs> yeah. Even though I got no booty, we still got to think about those things. Right. You know what's crazy? I was thinking about, too, like, I don't know if this was the same in your middle school, but, like, mm-hmm. middle school is when things started to get very inappropriate, like, <laughs> yes. in art you know and i remember there'd be like there'd be like scoop like scooping or something and then like 
people scoop. would just go up to you and like scoop your boob. Really? Over here, it was like slap ass Friday. Yeah, that too. And then <laughs> if if your ass didn't get smacked, like you knew you you like your ass you was weren't flat cute. or you weren't cute. Yeah. But it was like, but I remember it being back then. Like I remember like my friends like wanting our butts to get slapped by like our crush or whatever. Yes, me. But like why the Two fuck? Two to touch me. <laughs> It's because, like, it just made you acceptable, and you just wanted to be liked, you know? Yes. And so it's like, yeah, objectify me. Like, at least it's attention. And yes. that probably got dark real fast. <laughs> yeah, no, but you know, be growing. Beauty in the struggle, you feel me? <laughs> Beauty in the struggle. So, so where you're, um, like, where you grew up, I thought you grew up in the hood. Did you go to, like, a bougie, did you go to bougie schools? I went to... Over here, we have um, what's called a magnet magnet schools, which is you um, you apply and it's like by lottery, so you kind of just have to wait your turn or, or you is by luck or whatever. But you get in and you get to go to a school that's more diverse because um, it's kids from all over Connecticut, so they could be from like a town that's like an hour or two away, but they'll go to your school. Because they'll provide, like, the transportation, and it's, like, better opportunity. But then you're in this school with kids that, that are in different social classes than you. And different yeah. ethnicities and stuff. Like, I lived in an apartment until I was, like, 17, you know? And um, mm -hmm. it was, like, me, obviously my parents, three of my sisters in a two-bedroom apartment. Like, I would sleep in the living room. Like, there was a bed in the living room. We just made it into, like, another, like little bedroom and whatever and I remember like going to my friend's my friend's house and she had like a mm -hmm. staircase and a backyard yes and yes. it was just so intimidating and like mm -hmm. even in high school like I went to my homegirl's house and um like still you know like damn her parents got a house and yep, like yep. everything looks nice like it's from mm -hmm. Target and mm -hmm. like they even got a sun roof thing in the restroom like it's just crazy. they got new cars like it's just yes. it's just so crazy to see and, and those are you your get the peers i was never embarrassed to invite people over like i just told them like like yeah things are a little small you know but then when you they, would like, tell them that outside, yeah like like i think okay going back to when you were like oh for me it was different because the majority of my friends had the same lifestyle that I did you know like mm. their parents their parents didn't make that much money either we were all kind of like first generation um first generation Americans and like our parents like my parents sew in the sweatshops their parents are like janitors and you know wow. cleaning people and stuff and so like I was able to identify with that and like the kids that had money like sold weed and whatever like even even um um my boyfriend in high school he would tell me that his mom was struggling but they had a house so they were struggling but they, you know they but they still had a house yeah it was di it was different it's a different like we're struggling and we live in an apartment versus you're struggling and you live in a house but at the same time too it's like we don't know we don't yeah. know what they went through maybe they were on the verge of homelessness even with that because of that house 
you know? Yes. So. Yeah, but what, see, I understand that now, but as as a teenager, I, I didn't have that um, mentality. Yeah. I was just like, you know what, but you're lucky, though, because you have a house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, it's, everything is just so... <laughs> Everything is so surface when you're a teenager. Yes. Like it's crazy. Yes, I used to like, think. No. Um, I used to think even like girls that were really pretty that they couldn't, they weren't struggling, <laughs> like with things. <laughs> Melanie, you're such an extreme. Like I'd be like, oh wow, like whatever, you're pretty, like, <laughs> like at least you're pretty. <laughs> you're crazy. Yeah, at least you have a fat ass. <laughs> like, I used to think that would solve my problems. Like, you know what? Like, if I had a fat ass, shit would be different. <laughs> but you know what? I used to like appreciate not having. A, I still like appreciate not having a perfect body because that would suck if that's all. At that time, you appreciated for. it. Yeah. Oh wow! See, you are woke. Because I, I have just three older recent, sisters. Well, no. You know what? I was just talking shit about my body, so let me shut the fuck up. I'm not there yet. <laughs> Duh. Um, but I had three older sisters, so what they told themselves, they would tell me, which was, like, good and bad. Like, my sister, she was like, I can't get kidnapped, I'm ugly. I was like, bro. Oh yeah, see, yeah, that humor. Yeah. That humor, I had that humor, too. Like, that self And especially in high school, everyone roasts everyone. Yeah. So everyone's insecure. You didn't have a high school where they roast everyone. Like you got, like you had to pray you weren't targeted. Really? Because yeah. Like even in the lunchroom. Was, your school was with white people though. That's why. No, but there was there was black people and Hispanic people, Asians, oh. Indians. It was everybody okay, in one okay. school. Like it was like everyone, all the ethnicities, all the social classes put okay. in one school together. So you could have a kid that had, like, expensive-ass shoes on versus, like, that kid that had, like, holes in his shirt. Yeah. But everyone's okay. together. How many people were in your high school? Um, in the whole high school or in my class? Mm-hmm. In your whole high school. I have no fucking idea. A lot. See, my I went to a magnet school, too, but there were only, like, oh, yeah, like a thousand kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all my sisters went to that high school, too. But there were only a 1,000 kids. My graduating class was 200 people. And, like, I don't know if I should even... Ours was less than that. Really? I don't know how how much, but it was less. I I remember our class, like, my specific class was the smallest. Maybe because nobody graduated. (laughs) No, you know, it was probably, like, four or five kids that didn't graduate. Oh. Yeah, I, but like the other, um, the other grades were bigger too. Okay, never mind. Damn, we talked a lot of shit. I know. 